Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey is out today. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. Hello. And yes, indeed, if uh, if you're tuning into the YouTube feed, we switched it up today. This feels wrong. Well, it should. <laughs> it shouldn't be. If what is the old saying? If loving you is right, I don't want to be wrong. If uh, well, I don't know. Anyway, this yeah. is like the British arrangement of the show. You know where they have the driver's wheel on the other side. That's that's you. Well, I needed access to something that I can only get on this computer, and it's the computer opposite of where I normally am. So if you want to see one night only, it's like appearing tonight. One night only, appearing today. One one day only. Me in the different seat from what I normally sit in on a computer and a microphone from different where I normally am. But what you will get, regardless of that is indeed the same great radio program you always get and Ethan we start today with the tragic news well I hate to break this to everyone Mike Pence he's done yeah it's all over for Mike Pence it's all over the day we've long awaited for. It was put in motion with the Tucker Carlson interview uh, two weeks ago, the disastrous Tucker Carlson interview two weeks ago, in which he claimed to care more about Ukraine than he did the citizens of this great country. And then yesterday, boy, Ethan, you have never lived until you have seen a grown-ass man grovel for $1 to get on a debate stage to keep his... (laughs) ridiculous this is rough failed presidential hopes alive (laughs) and so mike pence is now attempting to rewrite history he was out at the indiana state fair yesterday and he is now attempting to rewrite history and what i mean by that is he is attempting to talk and re re, uh, restate re-say whatever word you want to use easily disprovable things and by that what happened in around and up to january 6th He's trying to act like the things he said and the things he did and the things he advocated for simply did not exist and everyone was stupid but him and he was the smartest guy in any room and Donald Trump is a liar and a loser and a cheat and a borderline criminal and his attorneys are all stupid. Let's play a little bit yesterday from one of Mike Pence's interviews at the uh, at the Indiana State Fair. With, I believe this was with CNN. The Constitution is quite clear about the role of the vice president in the counting of electoral vote. It essentially says the vice president presides over a joint session of Congress where the electoral votes that are certified by the states shall be open and shall be counted. And irrespective of the indictment, I, I want the American people to know that I had no right to overturn the election. And then on that day, President Trump asked me to put him over the Constitution. But I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Okay, so that seems pretty clear that he had no right to overturn the election. He, uh, Donald Trump asked him to do just really ridiculous egregious things, Ethan. I'm sure he's maintained this position consistently over his career. Well, right? look, and we played this yesterday, and you know, Ethan, I hate to rehash the past, and I hate to go back in the time machine, and I, you know, I just absolutely hate the idea that I've got to point out 
easily disprovable things. But here's the problem. On January 4th, and I know we played it yesterday, but I'm going to keep playing it because it points out what a disingenuous, hypocritical, untrustworthy sack of crap Mike Pence is. Because on January 4th, this was not 2017. This was not 2019. This was January the 4th, 2021. Mike Pence in Georgia said this. You know, I'm here because I stand with President Donald Trump. And I'm here because we stand with Senator David Perdue and Senator Kelly Leffler. You know, I know we all we all got our doubts about the last election. Oh, oh, do we? And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans oh. about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. Oh, we'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. So again, now he attempts to say Trump wanted to bully me and Trump had had me do this and try to do that. What did he mean by that, Rob? (laughs) When he said we'll have our day in Congress this Wednesday, what was he implying he was going to do if he's now saying that constitutionally he was obligated to certify the votes? Because you can't have it both ways. Presumably it's one or the other. What did he mean by we'll have our day in Congress on Wednesday? We all have our doubts about uh, the legitimacy of the election and and then then nothing. So I I don't understand, Rob. You're perspicacious. Help explain it to me. I'm a what? You're perspicacious. What? You're uh, perceptive. Oh, yes. Uh, Insightful. Let me interpret and speak Pence for you, okay? Are you ready, Ethan? (laughs) Mike Pence will tell anybody in whatever room he's in what he thinks they want to hear if that will help him politically. And he knew at that moment in time, January 4th, 2021, that the politically savvy move was to say, look, no one held a gun to his head. It didn't appear there were sniper rifles on a tower around him. He wasn't blinking twice because he thought he was in danger. He knew the politically expedient thing, because Mike Pence loves to be cheered and adored, was to say, quote, I stand with Donald Trump. There's no way out of this for Pence. Everybody knew what what Donald Trump's strategy and what he wanted to happen on January the 4th. Yeah. Again, this was not two, thousand, two days before. Th- this is no way out of it. And Mike Pence is arrogant and disingenuous and hypocritical and a enough of a pathological liar. Look, he knows this existed. He knows he did this, but he's going to go on CNN or, or press conferences. I mean, that press conference was, was run other places as well, or that interview was run other places as well, and try to say, I think the American people are this stupid that I'm going to say this thing now where Trump asked me to do all these egregious things and I stood for the Constitution and just act like this thing that he said simply doesn't exist only it does exist and it will always exist right here because this is everything I have been trying to tell people about Mike Pence for 10 years what he 
is. Well, we can use another adjective uh, for him, one we've used on the show before, pusillanimous. He's cowardly. <laughs> pusillanimous. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's cowardly, and his politics really do evidently blow whichever way the wind goes uh, that will get him the most adoring votes, including on the issue of right to life, which, mind you, in advocating that uh, people support the 15-week federal abortion law. That threw me for a loop coming from Mike Pence, who I wholeheartedly would have expected to have a total abortion ban on the table. Like, that seems the goal Mike Pence has been aiming for and staked much of his career on. So I was kind of kind of surprised when I see headlines for Mike Pence calling other Republicans to support a 15-week limit. Mm. Uh, okay. Interesting. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's play a little more from Mike Pence's attempt to rewrite history and badmouth Donald Trump yesterday. I really do believe that uh, anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. I've been very forthright about this issue, and I'll continue to Okay. Just say it, dude. Just say it. We all know you think Donald Trump shouldn't be president. Just say the words. You literally have nothing to lose at this point because you haven't even gotten to the point where you've got enough people to donate one dollar to your campaign to put you on the debate stage. This is ridiculous. Say the words and live with the consequences. You're not going to go anywhere if you don't live up to what you believe and represent that. And clearly he isn't going anywhere. So I guess that's a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy. And again, <laughs> You can say whatever you want today. We're never letting this go. The Trump supporters are never letting this go. And look, I'm not even a guy who thinks Donald Trump should be the Republican nominee for president. Right. I'm not invested in pointing out Mike Pence's utter hypocrisy and complete ability to, I mean, it's sociopathic behavior well, to know you said something and look, then look society in the eye and say the exact opposite. Well, you're sort of invested, just not because of Donald Trump. Oh, no. I, look, I, I know what Mike Pence is. I worked in and around Mike Pence. Ethan, I've been waiting 10 years that's for what, this That's day. what I mean. You're sort of invested. Uh, no, no, just no, not, no, no, not no, no, no. I, I don't. I, no, I mean, I have been waiting 10 years for this moment and Mike Pence is is literally crawling on hands and knees his way out the door which is exactly as he deserves to go out the door with the American people and the Republican <laughs> Party and the Donald Trump supporters putting their giant boot up his backside and before we go to a break Ethan let's just one final time remind everybody of what Mike Pence said on January 4th 2021 you know I'm here because I stand with President Donald Trump oh uh-huh. And I'm here because we stand with Senator David Perdue and Senator Kelly Leffler. Oh yeah. You know, I know we all we all got our doubts about the last election. Yeah, I agree. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans. Yeah, absolutely. Voting irregularities. Uh-huh. And I promise you, come this Wednesday. We'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. Mm-hmm. We'll hear the evidence. Yes. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. I think we're done here, Ethan. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we're done here. I and, believe so. And I think Mike Pence is done here. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, 
bad news. You know, we're always told by Holcomb that Indiana is a state that works and level up and we're the envy of the Midwest and blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out Indiana is near last in terms of pay growth. So, hey, look, if you're a mega corporation in this state, we will roll out the red carpet and go to no ends to ensure you succeed. If you're a regular guy trying to pay your mortgage, well, kiss our ass. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey, 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Well, if you're hoping your pay goes up in Indiana, good luck. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher is in for Casey. And uh, Fox 59 with an interesting uh, report out. CNBC uh, with the, I guess, the original from where this information, where this article emanated. But uh, ADP released its national employment report and that tracks wage growth around the nation and indiana for individuals yeah now there was We're a doing re- great, right? report that came out from cnbc said if you're a business hey indiana boy that's great if you want a tax cut or you want a, a freebie or you want a strong arm farmers out of land if you're a mega corporation for a sweetheart real estate deal indiana we're near the top of the list but if you are a regular joe schmo like us ethan yeah top 10 right nah not so no. much no at least the top 25 no also that's we're not that either oh 47th Oh, the only people that we are behind is Iowa, Arkansas, New Jersey and Delaware in terms of states that have lower annual pay growth over the past year. And this is what what's the rate of the growth? Did they have that? in the uh, article? Let's see here. But uh, but, uh, on a percentage uh, basis, Indiana's year over year annual pay growth was five point two percent which lags behind, according to Fox 59, the national median of 6.2%, which goes back to what we've been talking about, which is if inflation is at 6%, which it's been more than that, but let's just find a nice little round number, and your pay growth is 5.2%, which that's average, so obviously every person is not hitting that, you are losing buying power like it's going out of style here in the state of indiana so your wages your income yes that increased uh-huh. by five percent yes but but my property taxes yeah that's rob correct. they they increased by 28 and a half percent yes that's correct ethan so i'm not really getting the value from my money here in fact i i'm losing quite a lot of money in addition to the inflation in addition to the rising prices at grocery stores in addition to the gas prices that's also controlled by the indiana general assembly in addition to the other pressures 
We we have wage growth at five percent, and then taxes increasing at twenty eight percent. Okay, okay. I, I just wanted to make sure that I had the yes. math clear. And this is a Republican state. Yes, this is a low tax, individual freedom, That's constitutional values, Republican red state. Yes, That's the party platform of okay. the Indiana okay. Republican Party. That's not the actual the policies of the I'm Indiana con- Republican yeah, Party. Yeah, I was about to say I'm a little confused. By so, the state of affairs. No, you're you're 100 correct, and, and Ethan, this is this is what we have been telling people for years and years and years on this show, is that Indiana, the state of Indiana, the Republican Party, because they control everything, they lied to you about oh we're the envy of the Midwest and we're a state that works and we're the place everybody wants to be. No, if you're a person, you're getting screwed. Yeah. If you're Eli Lilly, if you're a mega corporation. Absolutely, you're doing very well. Why? Because we take money from the same poor and middle class people who are getting screwed in terms of wage growth, taxes, and inflation related to the income they're bringing in. You're losing on that. We take money from those people, we put it in a little pot, and then the governor, Eric Holcomb, with basically zero oversight through the IEDC uses that money to facilitate sweetheart real estate deals, sweetheart benefits, sweetheart whatever for some of the largest, richest, most powerful corporations in the world. Why? Because he cares about them because that's who he pals around with and he doesn't care about you at all. So you're just going to have to eat it. Rob, I'm sick of the bull crap here. You're not looking at the big picture oh. because at least we're not controlled by Democrats. Well, that's so true. So we're doing, we're doing a lot better. At least there is an abortion factory on every corner, you know? <laughs> you're, you're right. So we're doing great, right. yes. relatively speaking. Yes. Uh, okay. So we just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that if you live in the state of Indiana, you are getting crushed on inflation. You're getting crushed on, and you make a great point about the property taxes, which is that how much you go up? Twenty eight and a half percent, Rob. Thank you. My rents didn't increase by twenty eight and a half percent. I'm losing profit because of the government. Yes. Thank you, High Tax Holcomb. Yes. Thank you, General Assembly. Yes. Thank you so much. I the lo- utility prices are up. Everything is up. I love that Thank you, you are in the Rob Kendall chair today, and as such, you are taking on the Rob Kendall persona, while I in the Casey chair are being the very calm <laughs> voice of reason over here. It's like we're morphing into whatever chair we're sitting into. That is Ethan Hatcher. He is in for Casey today. Uh, Kevin's here. When we come back, Devin Archer, he is the guy who was just in front of Congress. He was uh, in that closed-door session talking about Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings, about Joe Biden's knowledge and involvement with those. He went on to Tucker Carlson yesterday. Oh my. And wow, boy, did he uh did he reveal and say a lot. We'll talk about that. Coming up next, Kendall and Casey, 93 WIBC. Devin Archer went on Tucker Carlson and said some really interesting things. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. So Devin Archer, he is the former Hunter Biden business associate. He testified in front of Congress in the closed door hearing. It was a lot of then uh, various people coming out saying, well, he said this. No, he said this. And the narrative was this. And no, it was that. And Devin Archer said, I'm going to cut through all of the baloney and I'm going to go on Tucker Carlson and I'm just going to tell everybody for myself. And Tucker said, yes, we will gladly take your ratings and your (laughs) viewership and everything else in between. And as such, they had about a 12-ish minute conversation that was aired yesterday and Look, I thought this was a very interesting back and forth, and let's get right to it. 
Devin Archer said Hunter's influence peddling scheme was an abuse of soft power. You've got a lot of kids. You're close to them. Do you call them on speaker during business meetings? Um, do I call? <laughs> I mean, what is that? A grown man calling his dad on a speakerphone during a business right. meeting. And to be clear, sometimes it was the call was coming in and the speaker would go on. So it was, it's just the presence. You have to be, I mean, you're, you, you understand DC, right? So the power to have that access and that conversation, and it's not in a scheduled conference call and it's a part of your family. That's, that's like the pinnacle of, uh, of power in DC. A hundred percent. I guess I'm pivoting against the lie that I'm hearing people tell with a straight face. Congressman Goldman, for example, that we don't really know what was going on. Really? You're taking a call from the vice president and you put it on speaker. It's not just, hey, dad, I'm in a meeting with some buddies. Right. It's let me let me put my dad, the vice president, on speaker. Yeah. Yep. In the, in the rear view, it's uh, it's a it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. An abuse of soft power. Um, interesting. So in, in the rear view. Look, he he knew what he was doing. Joe knew what he was doing. It's like the mafia, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's they didn't have to say you're on with Joe Biden. What do you want? Biden will do it for you. It was made very clear in the people that he's in business with. It's not the like implication. Yeah, the he, implication of having the vice president on the phone. Sure. He's not in he's not in business with some guy who owns a local floral shop. Right. Hunter Biden is in business with foreign governments, entities inside of foreign governments who want stuff. And it's made very clear they know what they're doing. They're not naive. They know the conversation is to let you know that if you do business with me, Joe Biden is my dad a Rooney and I can make stuff happen. This is the only sensible explanation for why brainless Hunter Biden ended up on an energy company in Ukraine when he has no specialization or knowledge of energy trade or production or anything relating to energy. But what he sold was access. What he had was access. What he had was the back door to the American upper echelon of politics. By the way, can I just say this? I'm on a different computer. If you're watching us on the Kendall and Casey uh, show feed on YouTube, which yeah. you can, you can watch us. You can stare right at us. We're very beautiful people. The and- YouTube is almost better than the live radio feed. I yeah. mean, almost, no, but, no. you know, it's really... Yeah, if you're if you're a person who can't do theater of the mind, you can watch us. And let me just say, I look much better sitting. I'm sitting in a different chair than I normally do because I needed access to this on air computer today, a different one than we normally use. And I'm looking at this, the one that Casey normally sits at. And I look so much better on this camera. And you're looking pleasant on the camera that you're on. I may just stay on this one. I may tell Casey as the senior member of this show that I'm pulling rank and I'm staying on this camera going forward. I can, really can you be the senior member of a 50-50 endeavor. No, I've been but I've been I've been here longer. <laughs> oh, I've been here true. seven that's, years. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I've been through nine incarnations of this show. Yep. I've survived it all. I'm going to pull senior rank. And I think when we come back, I'm going to tell Casey when she comes back, I'm going to tell her I'm staying on this camera. Honestly, Rob, you are being far too modest because you look great in any light. Well, thank you. But I mean, my hair is great. Uh, I feel like I look thinner over here. I've got the camera that uh, kind of blocks or the microphone that blocks me out perfectly from things I want to show or don't want to show uh yeah i'm staying here all right back to Devin archer uh (laughs) he says what hunter brought to the table was the ultimate biden brand 
you know. So how many, um, it's been reported and you have said that there were occasions when uh, Joe Biden would call in with clients present on a speakerphone. Right. How, how many times do you think that happened? I mean, over a 10-year partnership, I would, uh, you know, the number I'm going with is 20. That's probably the, the, the amount that I so kind of record. Yeah, a lot, you could say. So Joe Biden, who is very much a product of Washington, of course, must have known that he was calling in to effectively a business meeting that his son was having. I mean, he must have understood that that, that was kind of what his son was selling. Well, that's, I mean, it's hard for me to speculate on that. <laughs> but like, I guess my question, just to keep it to the facts, Joe Biden, then the sitting vice president, knew that there were Hunter's business associates in the room. Yeah, I think I can I could definitively say at particular dinners or meetings, he knew there were business associates and he, you know, we or if I was there, I was a business associate, too. Um, So I think or if, you know, any of the other colleagues from the D.C. office or the New York office were there. So, yeah, at times there were from the, you know, to be, you know, completely clear on the calls. I don't know if it was an orchestrated call in or not. It certainly was powerful, though, because, you know, if you're sitting with a foreign business person and you hear the vice president's voice, that's prize enough. I mean, that's 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 pretty impactful stuff for anyone. In it's the world. A- Man, your analogy of the mob is dead on. Even the language that he uses. Uh, there was, uh, you know, there was business associates in the room like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is a shakedown. Yeah. It, I mean, it just it abs- <laughs> it's just no, you know, I mean, it's, these are 20 times, right? 20, 20 times, 20 times. I think we have one other clip from this, and this was the actual clip that I, I teed up. I'm doing 33, 30 things here, but it all it's all the same. It's all Biden's corrupt. Biden knew what he was doing. Joe Biden's involved. Uh, one more clip from Devin Archer on uh, Tucker Carlson. So you worked with Hunter Biden in a bunch of different businesses. Um, what were the skill, the specific skills that he brought to clients? Well, at the end of the day, he, you know, he had a career in Washington, yeah. uh, graduated Yale Law School and had a very big network in, in D.C. and brought that know-how and understanding of D.C. and ultimately the Biden brand. OK, so and we said this yesterday after the closed door testimony, we'll say it now that it's in public. You can get into some semantics if you want about was Joe Biden involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. You can word salad that all you want. You can say, hey, uh, Devin Archer does not provide definitive proof that Joe Biden was in business with Hunter Biden. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence that Devin Archer has provided to that but what we can no longer debate it's not up for discussion it's not up for conjecture is that joe biden absolutely had conversations with hunter biden about his business dealings about with business associates that joe biden knew about hunter biden's business dealings which is a direct in direct contrast to everything he and his administration have said over the past five years. Well, this is why uh, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre oh, has updated the language surrounding that. Not that the president has never communicated with his son regarding business dealings, but now that he's never been in business with his son, as in they've never opened an LLC together, Biden and Son Incorporated. You know, <laughs> well, and, and again, if if he will lie, and we've said this for the past however many years he's been running for president or president. If you will lie about something that is so easily ridiculous and disprovable, 
the average person, if they have any sort of relationship with their child, will ask them about their job. It doesn't that doesn't even people who aren't scheming and scamming with foreign right. governments. Right. I see my dad, talk to my dad every single day. I, I talk to my mom almost every single day. We they ask, how's your job? I listened to your show today. I thought this about the blah, blah, blah. Ethan, your you know, parents, everybody's parents are going to ask them about their job because that's a pretty integral part of your life. So if you have a relationship with that person, they're going to want to know about what you do for a job. And it's a joke to think that the president of the United States, a guy who was vice president, who was a U.S. senator before that, wouldn't have a passing interest in his son's foreign business dealings. And you know there's something there. Because this story has been developing now for the better part of more than three years. Yeah. Because this was part of the October surprise when the Hunter Biden laptop dropped in twenty the 2020 election and they denied the you know its uh, veracity. They said it was a hoax. They said it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. But it contained the implication that Hunter Biden and dad were doing business together and they tried to squash the story, but it has stuck around. It has staying power. Not only has it stayed for the last three years, it has grown. We've continued to get more information, and the uh, uh, metaphorical noose is seeming to tighten around the Biden administration. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Ethan Hatcher in for Casey today. When we come back, Alan Dershowitz, he was Trump's attorney during uh, one of his impeachment proceedings, uh, was part of the O.J. Simpson team, too, one of the great legal minds in our nation's history. He says any Trump conviction will be overturned by the Supreme Court. We'll play that for you. Plus, we've got a solid minute of Democrats doing the exact same thing. Trump appears to be being charged for. That's denying the election results. We'll talk about it coming up next. Kendall and Casey, 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Alan Dershowitz says if Trump gets convicted, the Supreme Court will throw it out. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Robbie. Then Hatcher's in for Casey today. Kevin's here. So this this becomes uh, this becomes the thing. Right. Ethan, is there so many charges against Donald Trump? that it almost is like playing a game of checkers where you've got one checker left on the board and the other guy's got five kings. You can keep moving laterally. You might be able to move your own king back and forth, but eventually you're going to just run out of real estate because the the odds are so stacked against you. You're not going to hop five kings. You can prolong the thing. You can't win the thing. And I think that's where Trump is. I think he might beat some of these charges. I don't see there's any way he beats all of the charges just from a statistical odds standpoint. 
No, um, and certainly the the breadth of uh, 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 material they have. I'm specifically thinking of the classified documents incident. Um, it w- would seem to suggest that they might get a, get a conviction on at least one of the counts. I think certainly the Alvin Bragg hush money indictment is completely ridiculous and won't stand on the merits, which Alan Dershowitz also spoke against that. I think it's interesting he's now saying that the Supreme Court would throw out any conviction. I'm curious on what grounds he makes that claim. All right, so let's hear from Alan Dershowitz. He was Trump's attorney during one of the impeachments. You probably know him best as being part of OJ's team, one of the great legal minds in American history. He says if indeed Trump gets convicted, the Supreme Court's going to throw it out. I think he may lose in the United States Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, but I think he will probably win in the United States Supreme Court if they grant review, and they should grant review. When you have the president of the United States' people going after his opponent in a political election— it has to be beyond reproach. It has to be without any problem. It has to be the strongest case in history. This doesn't meet that standard. Well said, all of you. Great analysis. Yeah. So, I agree with that. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it, we are in uncharted times, and when you're in uncharted times, you get uncharted things that have to be decided, you know, in our court system, and the Supreme Court will probably have to make some sort of history because the odds, unless he somehow drags this out into November and wins the presidency, the odds are he's going to get convicted of something just because the jury pool is going to be a D.C. jury or in the case of New York, it's going to be a New York jury. He's not going to have people that are friendly to him. He's going to have people who have probably have immense political bias against him. Statistically, again, that's what it says. There's so much at at stake with this entire process. It's questionable whether Trump would be able to get, quote, a jury of his peers because everybody everybody knows about who he is and about, you know, the general facts of what's going on. It's it's interesting that the president or the former president finds himself in this position. It's truly unprecedented. Now, not only, you know, been indicted criminally in the state of New York, but also, uh, like you were saying, in D.C., it's crazy. All right. I wanted to play this. And by the way, this clip we're about to play you, the actual clip itself is like 23 minutes long. So there's 23 minutes of this. Obviously, we're not going to play a 23-minute clip. I had Kev narrow it down to basically the first one minute. And this is just clip after clip after clip of Democrats denying and questioning the election results, which is at the heart of the new ridiculous indictment by Jack Smith that Trump questioned or interfered in the election results by saying the election was rigged, stolen, whatever. And I'm telling you, Ethan, and you can find it for yourself on the internet. It's not hard to find. It's all over the place. It's 23 minutes of various high-profile... This is not your local uh, county alderman doing this. This is, you know, the Hillary Clintons, the Jimmy Carters, you name it, questioning the results of the election, saying the thing was stolen. We would never subject you to 23 minutes of Hillary Clinton. We narrowed it down to one minute. Here we go. You can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's That's what I'm scared about in 2020. But but rightly. Because I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win, so how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? (laughs) Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election, 
And he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. Well, and it goes on for another 22-ish minutes. I'd say that's uh, really attempting to alter the outcome of an election, and Jack Smith should throw federal charges at all of those people based on the Trump standard. Sure. Ethan coming in hot. <laughs> well, Rob, you, you know, um, you know, I don't exactly jive with your narrative. I, th- I think, yes, of course, they were uh, crying foul with the election. But how many Democrats attempted to get Joe Biden to decertify the 2016 well, results? Mo- multiple did. There were multiple House Democrats. Oh, in they, 20- ma- they marched on the Capitol. Did they, a no. wave of Democrats. OK, we're going to start this again, Ethan. Ethan. <laughs> There were multiple House Democrats in 2017 who asked the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, to do the exact same thing that Donald Trump and members of the U.S. Congress asked Mike Pence to do. It was the exact- I don't remember Barack Obama giving a speech on the White House lawn and directing hordes of his supporters to march on the Capitol building. I just, I don't remember so, that. So again, Ethan, you believe, and you said it last time, and I can't believe you're about to double down on this, which is fine, which is fine. We all, you're entitled to your opinion. You believe that giving a speech- saying the election results are stolen. I think Trump's rhetoric was wildly irresponsible. That's not a criminal, Ethan. I didn't say it was criminal. I said it was wildly irresponsible. Okay, and you're totally... But that's my point. He's not in... Political speech gets the highest level of protection, and you are so absolutely correct that at no point did Donald Trump ever call for the supporters to be violent. But boy, if he didn't just march right up to the line, including saying that if nothing was done we wouldn't have a country and lo and behold four years later we still have a country rob well hmm. but with the country Weird. ethan but ethan we're on the you, precipice of trump potentially winning the next election certainly winning the primaries so yeah would, you know wow would, would you no not country here would you not agree though that given exactly what's happening to trump and other conservatives and you don't have to see trump supporters the country is markedly different than it was three years ago oh yeah it's way worse under joe biden that's not under I've never questioned that. Joe Biden's terrible. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Jim Merritt's going to join us. People are outraged in Indianapolis over the power outages that took place in late June, early July. AES is the company, and they are voicing their frustration. What recourse do they have over those 100,000-plus people who didn't have power? Jim Merritt, he he was the head of the utility committee in the Senate when he spent 30 years there. He'll tell us. Coming up next, Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC.